Pastor Xavier Reese reminds us why we can trust our Heavenly Father even in the midst of difficult times. Olive oil doesn't come from the olive itself. The greatest oil comes from the seed that must be crushed. And yet those who have trusted God, those who have depended on God, those pressing situations and things that crush you have become more like God and less like themselves. It's yielding to God through that transformation. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Terminal cancer, gang violence, high unemployment. Are Christians immune from the pain and suffering this world has to offer? Though we'd all want to escape any heartache, we can be assured we don't have to face it all alone. Today, Pastor Xavier takes us back to the book of 2 Corinthians for today's encouraging simple truths and a message titled, Deliverance from Death. One day the king of Assyria sent an army out to apprehend Elisha because he was giving away the Syrian military plans and poles and they were being defeated by the king of Israel. And so when the army arrived at the city of Dothan, his servant of Elijah looked out and seeing all the Assyrian army with their horses and their chariots surrounding the city, he said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And so he answered. Elijah said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those that are with them. And Elisha prayed to God that he would open his eyes of Gehazi and that he might see the heavenly army around the mountains full of horses and chariots to protect them. And God did. And then his attitude changed. (laughs) Paul the Apostle found himself in a similar situation in which he was certain that death would be the end result to him and others with him. But God delivered him. You ever been there? Let me read our passage as we look to the deliverance of Paul from death, which is characterized by three things here in verses 8 through 11. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strain, so that we despaired even of life. Yes, he had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us, in whom we trust that he will still deliver us, you also helping together in prayer for us, that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. The deliverance of Paul from this sentence of death is characterized by the three following things. First in verse 8, the deliverance was beyond Human ability. Secondly, in verse 9, the deliverance was beyond human confidence. And thirdly, in verse 10 11, the deliverance was beyond human reasoning. The deliverance was beyond human ability. That's how he begins as he communicates to these Corinthians. Verse 8. Notice the Apostle Paul recalled. One specific example here that was beyond human ability. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia. 
He uses this phrase often as you read the Bible. In 1 Corinthians 12, 1, we just finished talking about the gifts. Paul said there he didn't want them to be ignorant regarding the spiritual gifts. And he went on to teach them about the gifts. In 1 Thessalonians 14, if you remember, the Thessalonians were ignorant regarding the dead in Christ. And he didn't want them to be ignorant and have no hope as others who did know the Lord. And he told them how the Lord would raise up those in Christ Jesus. And the minute they died, they were instantly present with the Lord. And then he would, they, he would bring them back and we would be caught up together in the rapture. We'd be with them forevermore. So certain things that he wanted to inform them, he prefaced it by this thing. I don't want you to be ignorant. Notice that Paul described the particular occasion by the word trouble. He uses the word that means to press together the pressure like crushing grapes. Great affliction, distress, pain and discomfort. You ever been there? The word is found twice in verse 4, translated tribulation and trouble. It's found in verse 6, translated afflicted. Same Greek word. Now he has already spoken well about God the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy, is the God of all comfort, who comforted them through their sufferings during the Corinthian ordeal. Now he takes it a step further for the faithfulness of God, even to comfort them at the point of death. You see, sometimes we get so far ahead of God, we say, well, I don't know if I can handle that. And we start freaking out and worrying about things that are never going to happen. Listen to me. When you get up to that point, he'll meet the need there. You start thinking about it now and you're not there. You're not in the state. You're not in the condition. Of course you're going to freak out. And you're assessing it with your own abilities, not God's. Today has enough trouble for itself. Take care of today. If tomorrow comes, you'll have plenty to worry about. Don't worry about it. Notice Paul indicated the place where the crushing experience had occurred in Asia. Now, the occurrence was well known to the Corinthians, um, evident by the general description here in the letter. To us, it is not. He had been in Asia in his first missionary journey, as you know. In his second missionary journey, he went through Asia and back into Europe. And then in his third missionary, he went into Asia, stayed three years in, uh, in Ephesus, which is Asia. And then he went into Europe and in back again. So the Acts give us plenty of material on that, but it doesn't really give us any real specific point. Uh, there are different opinions about uh, what the particular event is indicating. Some think that... Um, it was another attack on the life of Paul and Timothy at Ephesus, apart from the one that's there. We don't know. Some think that perhaps it was um, at Troas, but uh, Timothy was not with Paul there at that time. And others think that it was Paul's thorn in the flesh. How they gathered that, I don't know, but that's, that's one of the opinions. And still others say it was the illness of that, uh, that God delivered him from. Remember that he... Um, uh, he spoke about his eyes and uh, to the Galatians, and some believe maybe ophthalmia, a losing eye disease, that was it. But again, there, there's no indication in completely in this. I mean, it's just one of the things that we might believe have happened, but we don't know. The most commonly accepted is the riot at Ephesus. We have that in Acts 19, as you know, the silversmith Demetrius and Paul had devastated their craft of idolatry by preaching the gospel, being there three years. In fact, the riot broke out and man, they just cried out, the greatest God is Diana, and, uh, and, and they just said they were going to kill Paul. And that is the, the one thing that we have that, again, Asia and he was there for three years. Now, the information we have in the scriptures about the riot of Ephesus could fit it. But even if it is another occasion 
It doesn't change the validity or the reality of the text. It was an event that God delivered them from death. Okay? So that's important. Notice the Apostle Paul described the extent of that crushing experience beyond human ability in three ways. Listen to his words. That we were burdened beyond measure, beyond strength, so that we despaired even of life. Paul depicted their experience as being extremely overwhelming. You been there? I mean, just, I can't take it. The pictures of an overloaded ship gradually sinking. They were at utter loss. He used the phrase beyond measure, meaning to throw beyond also. Paul also depicted, notice, their experience as being extremely helpless. The phrase above strength refers to inherent power. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth to resist. This is the acknowledgement of personal inability for the situation from within. Notice Paul declared their outcome to have been extremely hopeless also. The phrase despaired means to be utterly at loss, to be utterly destitute of measures or resources to see your way out, to renounce all hope. This identified the hopeless situation of one's own assessment, there being no availability for an exit. None at all. The meaning is plain and simple. When there is no exit to continue to live, there is only an entrance into death. This is where he was. See, Paul's confidence in God for his suffering is just marked throughout this letter. You remember John, the beloved, was sentenced to be boiled in oil and he didn't die. God delivered him. Then he was sent to the island of Patmos where he received the revelation which we have recorded for us. God delivered him not by human ability. Even as Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You and I need to know this kind of deliverance in our lives. It's important. Majority of the church today does not have any experience in this. It's all dependence on self. It's all dependent on little gimmicks. It's all dependent upon the social sciences, on psychology, on all the intermixing and, and, and uh, contaminating of uh, new age and emergent theology and everything. And we are so fit. We are so prepared. We are so confident in ourselves. And that's wrong. Some of us may find ourselves in a situation of being terminally ill, which will be beyond our human ability to remedy the problem. And we'll be faced with it. The weight of the news will be like a ton of bricks hitting us beyond our ability to cope with it. Yet as we turn to God, the burden will be lifted and sufficient will be the grace that he will supply. Even as Paul says in chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, that the sufficiency for their ministry in themselves was not them, but God. And God says, my grace is sufficient to his crying out to be delivered from his thorn in the flesh in chapter 12, verse 9. But you've got a way to get there to get the sufficiency. 
You cannot start thinking about the worst case scenario and then freak out that the sufficiency won't be there. You just have to walk with God who will be sufficient every day and all that sufficient will add up to the need of sufficiency of that day. The relief will come from our own personal dependency on God as we totally commit ourselves to Him. That whether by life or death, He will be magnified as Philippians 1.20 tells us through Paul's mouth. How I have seen this through the years with people who have served here. Faithful servants. You don't learn this from books, ladies and gentlemen. You learn it from being the church and being with the people of God. Some of us have or will experience situations that involve a husband, a wife, or children. Or maybe other people who will drain us and strain us to bring us to the end of ourselves because we're trusting in ourselves alone. Some wives or husbands have been ready to give up their marriages so many times, and yet God ministers to them to obey. And some obey, and they seek God, renew their strength, and they work through it. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. If they would have quit, they wouldn't have seen God work. Sometimes God works by giving them a release if there's adultery and they choose to go out that way. Sometimes God reconciles the marriage and does an incredible work. So when we're yielding to God in obedience, we don't set the conditions. We let Him move within us. According to His Word, some parents have come to the end of themselves regarding their children. When the ultimate happened and God carried them through. Job, Job 3.25 says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has Happened to me. And yet those who have trusted God, those who have depended on God, have become more like God and less like themselves through that transformation. To those pressing situations and things that crush you. But see, for that, for olive oil to come out, it doesn't come from the olive itself. The greatest oil comes from the seed that must be crushed. One mother was sustained and triumphed to give God glory and trust Him, even as her son went to prison years ago in this ministry. Another mother had to turn her son in because he was involved in a shooting. He was holding the very weapon in his house. Difficult things. Real things. Not a lot of the fictitious stuff that goes on in Christian churches. Where all we do is talk about the positive things and God's so good and I have no problems. But God is good and He's efficient. But it's the crushing of the person. It's the yielding to God. Deliverance of Paul from a sentence of death was beyond human ability. I hope you know a little bit about this in your life. Look at 9. Secondly, the deliverance was beyond human confidence. The Apostle Paul declared that they were um, ready to die. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. So Paul confirmed what he had said by elaborating in greater detail now. Notice Paul was not alone in this conclusion. The personal pronoun is plural, we. Timothy concluded the same thing along with Paul and the others present. The experience was not subjective in nature nor an embellishment to impress the Corinthians or emotionally manipulate them 
Pastors are good at this. To move them emotionally, whether it be for a project, whether it be for money or whatever it is. Notice Paul the Apostle declared the immediate purpose God allowed such an occasion. It was so that they not depend on themselves. Listen to the words that we should not trust in ourselves. Paul used the word trust, which means to persuade or to induce by words in order to believe. The context is not that of being persuaded by another person, but of not persuading oneself to have confidence in oneself. This is a human tendency. Look at our society. Everything is all about you. And it's in you. And I feel comfortable in my skin. And I just got it in me. And I had to, you know, and Me, myself, and I, the trinity of darkness. God created man to trust and have confidence in God, not himself. We look to him. Sometimes he delivers directly. Sometimes he delivers indirectly. Psalm 104, 4 speaks about the angels who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. Ministers to the ears of salvation, Hebrews 1.14. We're not always aware of God's hand upon our life, and yet he's working. Notice Paul knew the strongest drive of man is self-preservation when he is faced with death. I don't care how small you are, I don't care how weak you are, I don't care if you've never been in a fight in all your life. If someone puts their mouth over your nose and your mouth and begins to suffocate you, you are going to be the most incredible hulk because you want to live. Preservation of life is the strongest drive you and I have. Man will give anything he has in exchange for his life. A gun is put to a man who's a billionaire, a trillionaire. He'll say, I'll give you everything because... Everything's not going to help him if he's dead. He'll gladly give it up. He may regret it if he lives afterwards, but at that point, he's convinced. Some of you may remember Jack Benny. He was a very generous guy, but he always portrayed himself as a tight guy, you know? And so a guy comes up to him and he, and he says, uh, stick him up, lie for your money. And he's silent for a while. So he says, well, he says, I'm thinking about it. Man is constantly being put in situations, circumstances by God in order that he come to the end of himself and have no trust in himself. That's, that's a daily homework. I have to work on that homework every day. This does not mean that we throw away all common sense, nor the ability or resources to help ourselves, but when God allows us to come to such a situation... We can acknowledge our inability so as not to have any confidence in ourselves. That's what he wants. That we say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Not my way, but your way. And Lord, I don't want to trust myself. You see, this is a problem. If you're used to trusting yourself and, and remedying your own life, your life's probably messed up. If your life has turned out the way you didn't plan it, probably God's running it. If you're a non-believer and you think you've got all the answers, you come back and see me in 20 years. I guarantee you'll mess your life up. And it won't take 20 years. We as Christians have to be careful of this. Notice still in 9, the Apostle Paul declared the ultimate purpose God 
allow such an occasion for. It was so that they depend on the divine power of God. That's the flip side. Man is frail, fickle, and fallen. God is a fortress, faithful, and flawless. The divine power is indicated to be the raising of the dead. Don't miss it. The very source is the raising of Jesus. Jesus rose from the dead. They saw him. They touched him. Matthew 26 speaks of many people in Jerusalem were raised from the graves and they saw them walking around. Over 500 people saw him at one time. All the disciples saw him. Paul saw him last. This is the evidence on the basis of the hope of the resurrection. Being raised. Even as Abraham believed God, he was able to raise up Isaac as he called him to sacrifice his son on Mount Moriah in Genesis 22. And the book of Hebrews eleven nineteen tells us that Abraham believed God that if need be, he would have raised him from the dead because he had promised the seed through him. Coming to the end of yourself. Isaac walking up the mountain says, Father, here's the wood. There's a fire, but where's the lamb? And Abraham said, Son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Wow. 2,000 years later on the same mountain, Golgotha, Talbot Moriah, he offered a son. The believers instantly pressing the death. The minute you die in this physical body, you will be present. And then he will raise your physical body as he comes for the church in the rapture. Second Corinthians 5, 1 through 8. We'll get into it later on in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. Now, God is the God of all comfort. Paul has already told him that in verse 3. There is no greater comfort than the certain hope of being raised. This hope is based on the physical evidence of Jesus and others, as I said. Life is not just to get through here. It's not just to live happy. It's not just to grab a lot of stuff. We're going to die if the Lord tarries. You and I are going to get older. There's a line of death. And every time someone dies, you move up one. And nobody wants a button line. <laughs> and you can't get to the back of the line. You'll still die on time. <laughs> Paul made some clear and certain fundamental lessons here for life by this statement. Let me give you some. Reminding them that their lives were temporal. Are you aware of that every day? Reminding them that the end of this life is not the end of life. Reminding them that their lives were in the hands of God. Reminding them that God does not make mistakes. Reminding them that God cannot lie and will be faithful to raise them out from the dead. Reminding them that their confident hope was to be immediately present with the Lord. The last transition. 
Pastor Xavier Reese with sound reason why we can put our complete trust in a God who cares. And you can find this program online to hear any portion you may have missed. Just browse for today's date in the radio listings link at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Now you can request the CD copy of today's challenging study from 2 Corinthians as well. The title you want to ask for is Deliverance from Death. We just ask that you include $4 with your request to help cover the costs. That title to ask for once again is Deliverance from Death. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please don't forget to include the call letters of this station when you contact us. When it comes to facing difficult situations, can we really put our complete trust in God? Join Pastor Xavier Reese next time as he brings us the simple truths from the Bible regarding the benevolent sovereignty of God. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com